Welcome to Spotlight On, your Griffith College alumni podcast. Uh, we are delighted to welcome Kelson Martins, who studied an MSc in computer science with Griffith College, graduating in 2015. Today's podcast will shine a spotlight on Kelson's academic and career achievements to date. Kelson currently works as a software engineer for IBM, uh, is the host of the Hard Code Cast, a podcast which brings together Brazilian technology professionals that have emigrated abroad, and has a keen interest in artificial intelligence. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to today's conversation with you, uh, Kelson, and thank you for joining us um, today. So first things first, I guess, um, should we kick off with, can you, can you tell us a little bit about your current role and, and what's your, your day-to-day like? Sure, sure. First of all, thank you, Alex, for, 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 host, for hosting me on this podcast. So a little bit about myself. Um, I currently live in Cork uh, and I work for IBM and um, uh, more specifically in the security division of IBM. And um, in Cork, uh, in comparison to Dublin, uh, the Cork office of IBM hosts approximately 200 employees, uh, different Dublin that is in the thousands. And um, uh, my current role is a software slash DevOps engineer where uh, I'm at the moment for five years and I have been transitioning over a few roles over the course of these years. But currently I work as a DevOps managing um, Kubernetes environments, uh, dozens of environments uh, to support an infrastructure for uh, the development of uh, security applications that are part of uh, the portfolio of a software for uh, IBM security. And um, in Cork, we have uh, the infrastructure team and uh, we basically uh, work uh, to develop and maintain an infrastructure of a Kubernetes clusters uh, to be used across many different teams uh, across the, glo- the globe uh, that they develop uh, applications to be hosted on those uh, Kubernetes clusters. So that's that's a summary of my current uh, current job. Very very interesting, and it sounds very very serious from um, from from someone who who hasn't come from a computer science side of things. So I guess um, you're the guy who who's in charge of making sure that stuff doesn't doesn't get hacked into and and um, data is not lost. Those sorts of things, or am I completely off off the ballpark here? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in a certain way, uh, because as we host the infrastructure, uh, we are not the applications developers per se. So uh, IBM Security has um, dozens of security uh, offerings, and uh, and these 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 offerings they are hosted on on an, on an infrastructure. And this infrastructure that we do work is the Kubernetes one. So we we lay down the foundations for the application development teams to develop the software and 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 deploy and host on the on these platforms that we support so we, we are more or less the foundation uh, n- not what the end the consumer is going to see on on a web interface but uh, behind the scenes uh, we, we we host and maintain uh, those foundations for those softwares to run very interesting very interesting and this it just shows the scale of these companies that like ibm where there's you know a, a specific team to lay down all the foundation and the and the groundwork there so um yeah very cool a cool job to have um so i guess uh if we if we kick off i, I kind of mentioned this to you uh, when, when we started chatting before we start recording um so you know you you you've obviously got a very keen interest in, in software engineering, computer science. Um, and the first thing that came up for me when I, when I Googled you, as, as I always do with guests, is um, the fact that you're part of a team that 
put together uh, the Save Tastic app at a banking uh, hackathon. So can you kind of tell me, um, I, I know on your LinkedIn as well, it mentions hackathons and, and how you got into this space and is this kind of how you've honed your, your interest in, in software engineering over time? Yeah, sure. That's a good question, actually. So uh, when I came uh, from Brazil um, uh, to study the master's on Greek college, uh, I arrived uh, with an open mind that I, I want to take, take out the most of the experience. So as soon as I, I arrived, I, I made some friends and, and I noticed straight away that, uh, and actually it was very impactful to me, uh, how uh, the community as a whole of uh, software developers, engineers, uh, they, they like to work together and participate in this series of hackathons and, and, and I end up discovering that Dublin is a massive uh, uh, hotspot for this kind of events. Nearly almost every weekend uh, you can find uh, one of those events. And at the time I remember that um, uh, I met some friends uh, on, on some communities online and we, we decided to participate on this one in particular because it was, uh, the, it was the first hackathon hosted by Oosterbank. And at the time, it was a great event. It was a, a three days event where the organization was, was fantastic. And um, uh, the, propose, the proposed challenge was to uh, develop uh, a software uh, uh, that uh, uh, could assist uh, consumers uh, uh, of, of the bank, bank application uh, to provide any, any feature that may be useful for uh, the bank customers. So uh, there was, uh, I would say around 300 uh, people involved in that, participants. And uh, we were very fortunate that over the course of the three days, uh, we, we, get, we got some really nice mentoring and working together as a team, we decided to, to create this, this app that would integrate into the uh, banking uh, details of, of the customer. So to uh, provide a plan of spending, uh, uh, also a plan of where you could save, where you could spend more wisely this money. So, um, and then uh, by the end of, of these three days, we were able to present a really nice demo that I believe that caught the attention of the judges. And apart from some really nice gadgets as prize, we, we were also uh, able to receive a three months uh, incubation uh, in, in user bank. And that, that was a super prize. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't go through this incubation because uh, I, I was as a, as a student at the time, but uh, my other colleagues from the team, they were already employed, so they couldn't uh, just leave the job to, to go and participate in this incubation. But the whole experience was really great and the event uh, was really fantastic. And, and I still think that every year, Booster Bank still hosts uh, this event. And it is one of the, uh, at least based on the, the community feedback, is one of the, the, the most uh, impactful uh, hackathons uh, every year in Dublin. Well, very interesting. It's not something I'd, I'd really known anything about, about these hackathons. It's um, a, a former university where I've worked, they, they've held hackathons with, with the students, but no, not something of that sort of scale. So it was, it was kind of interesting for me to read as uh, just, just someone who's come across the article and, and also probably great for yourself working with the team and developing those skills. So thank you for, for sharing that with me. Um, I guess the, the next kind of... Uh, Thing that I came across was the uh, your own podcast so you're you're very used to doing this yourself um, uh, although I understand you, yours is in Portuguese and, and not in, uh, in English so I haven't had the uh, the pleasure of, of listening to it although you can if you speak Portuguese uh, head over to, to Spotify and, and listen to the uh, the hard code cast so so how did you kind of come across um, of this uh, this podcast and, and what kind of drives you to, to record them yeah that's a really nice question so um... 
what really drove drove myself and, and my co-host is that um, I originally was living in Dublin, and uh, when I, when I moved to Cork, uh, we also made a lot of friends, and and we found out that uh, there was at the time a big community of uh, of Brazilians working in in the, a wide different range of companies in Dublin, in Cork, and and, and other places, and um, one thing that we noticed is that um, uh, well, the technology world is booming at the moment, so. It, People working here today may be working in a completely different uh, country in the globe in, in the next few months. And uh, we kept a lot of contacts uh, in this, uh, since these five years that I'm in Dublin. So uh, myself uh, and a colleague, we, we, we found um, that would be very interesting for the Brazilian community in general to hear about these stories about Brazilians that, that are working in, in a wide different uh, uh, range of uh, technology companies around the world. So we always try to bring uh, someone uh, with a particular set of skills that is uh, that is working on, on a different country in, in, in each episode. So um, it is very interesting to see, to discuss a uh, lifestyle on that particular country, not, not only focus on technology per se, uh, but uh, uh, discussing how, how is the life in that country, uh, what made it move, also uh, how, how is the day-to-day -day in, in the working environment? Is there a lot of differences comparing to uh, Ireland or, 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 or even uh, Dublin more specifically? And uh, we found that it really opened our minds uh, because uh, today, especially ha having this situation that we are at the moment as the COVID, we understand that really it shows, at least from technology perspective, um, it really doesn't make a lot of a difference. You can still be as much productive as your, you would be in the office. So, and, and I have a discussion to see how, how life it is around the world for people that work doing more or less the same thing is very interesting. And um, uh, we decided to create, not just to provide information for the audience, but for ourselves, because it really helps us expand our minds about, uh, about technology in general and, and life around the world. Very interesting, and um, yeah, it's a it's a, a great worthwhile cause to to kind of get people together as well. I suppose living away from from where you would call home, and then you know this is a long way from Brazil. Um, as as we were both mentioning the weather earlier, it's uh, it couldn't be less like Brazil in that <laughs> that respect. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a great way to kind of bring people together and to also you know that bring that diaspora community together that all you know live live around the world. So. Excellent. Yeah. Um, if you speak Portuguese, get yourself on there and, and have a listen. Um, I guess next um, is on to uh, artificial intelligence, uh, something that, that I know you're, you're interested in. And uh, I believe you're, you're finishing up or have you already finished your MA in artificial intelligence um, that you're, you're currently studying? Yeah, so so I just uh, recently completed uh, in the past month, and um, it was a great experience because I'm moving uh, when when I had the opportunity to do the masters on Griffith College, and a great masters by the way, and uh, I, I moved out to to Cork and uh, I started to work in IBM Security, and um, uh, over the course of the years, uh, the technology technology world changes at a really fast pace, so. Uh, during this period, I was I was trying to keep myself updated with what was happening with the latest uh, state-of-the-art technology, and one thing that always caught my attention was the evolutions of uh, artificial intelligence and um, what we understand for AI today is, well, is I would say is much different from what it was five years ago, and I'm sure in five years from now it's going to be completely different. But then I decided to uh, to do this master because I see that in the next five to ten years. Uh, that's going to be, uh, it, it is something that interesting, interests me a lot and is something that I can see uh, many applications uh, in the world. 
So um, that's really uh, where I decided to, to, to study it and um, to, to know the foundations of, uh, of what it is, what are the techniques that we can apply and what are the problems that we, are, we will be able to solve uh, using AI uh, techniques. And um, it was extremely valuable and is definitely something that um, I see not just people that are, are uh, focused on studying this, but uh, even uh, the general population, I think that more and more as they pass is similar to programming, because nowadays I imagine that even uh, programming is something that is gonna, be, is gonna become the next uh, uh, alphabet in, in, in the world. So it's something, AI is something that, uh, that is, it is in mainstream, and I think that is gonna be in evidence for the next few years. And given my interest, uh, I, I decided to, to do the master's, which was, a, which was a great decision. I have learned a lot. And uh, it is something that uh, uh, it, it is going to be in evidence for the next years, solving a lot of real world problems. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So I, I kind of um, picked up on something you mentioned there about um, coding and how that's going to be the next alphabet. I remember uh, first becoming interested in, in the Raspberry Pi technology, you know, years and years and years ago. And something that, you know, I, I, I was brought up with in terms of, you know, being very computer literate, I had a, a parent who uh, loved computers and, and built them when I was a kid. So yeah, I've, I've kind of grown up with that and seeing this next generation and how they're in, you know, bringing that sort of technology in to classrooms is really exciting. So I guess, where do you kind of you know, see AI going in the next sort of five, five years? I've, I've personally heard of lots of different routes that AI can be used. Um, you know, for example, one of them may be um, in, in healthcare and, and you know, looking after an aging population, AI could step in and fill that gap. But I don't know if you, you've got any you know, good examples that you might be yeah. willing to share. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of them, I, I, will, uh, I was in the Web Summit uh, last year, which is uh, one of the biggest technology conferences uh, uh, in Europe. And um, some, some of the great applications that are very well advanced nowadays uh, are, for example, uh, screening of uh, MRI images for uh, looking for breast cancers. So we have already today many AI algorithms that can scan uh, through uh, millions of uh, images of MRIs and uh, try to identify a, a potential breast cancers in, in women. And uh, of course, that this is a technology that is not by any means uh, replace a doctor but is already aiding at the, the, the decision of what, what, is, what is the optimal treatment that I can assist that particular person uh, to go through, through the process and, and or even uh, prevent uh, at an earlier phase uh, the identification of, of, of a possible tumor. And uh, similar, similar to that, today we have um, a, a, a big increase on uh, uh, smart cities. For example, we have... Um, uh, electricity generation, water metering. So these are technologies that um, with the, with the uh, help of AI, we would be able to help reduce waste uh, of uh, energy production, waste of, uh, of, uh, of water. Uh, because nowadays everything is, is, be is becoming something that we can measure. Uh, that are, that are uh, as you mentioned, Hapsberry Pies today, um, they, are, they are becoming uh, smaller and smaller every day. And, um, and they are coming today embedded with a lot of sensors. And these sensors uh, generate metrics for different kind of, uh, of, uh, of a data. Uh, and this data can be used at scale to identify 
possible uh, scenarios where we could uh, uh, predict a, a possible outcome. And uh, with the, with the uh, generation for more and more data every day, uh, AI techniques can be used to predict the most uh, variable uh, user cases to, to, to help uh, the, the population in general. Oh, very interesting, and, and it's a kind of a makes you feel like it's an exciting time to be alive when um, when you see these these kind of uh, big leap forwards in technology. So I guess um, I don't know if you've seen this today. Elon Musk has uh, has mentioned his Neuralink uh, is he's going to make a demonstration uh, tomorrow. Um, so I guess if you're listening to this in the future, it's already happened. Uh, the end of society is near. Um, <laughs> uh, this is probably one of the the kind of uh, more I don't know, publicized areas of AI that, that maybe is an area that, that is, is interesting. I don't know if, if you've got any, anything to comment on, on that side of things. So, yeah, so um, and I, I know about, uh, about Neuralink. I'm not very familiar with that one in particular, but, uh, but keeping, keeping, keeping on Elon Musk, for example, uh, the, Tes the Tesla car. Uh, so uh, his cars, they have the most state-of-the-art technology for um, self-driving, for example. And uh, behind the scenes, uh, self those self-driving capabilities, they are running uh, AI algorithms. And uh, more specifically, they are running new neural networks to analyze the video feed image in real time to identify what is the best action from that particular position for the car. And, um, and it's interesting that... Uh, uh, the technology of Tesla is, is what we have today, the most advanced in, in terms of um, self-driving and, and uh, image analysis. So uh, definitely Elon Musk is, is, is a person that, uh, that should be, should be uh, in the spotlight for the next few years with his new technologies. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know where he gets it from. It's um, it's all, it's almost across the board. He's doing space. He's doing cars. He's doing Neuralink. Like, what's next? Um, so yeah, it's a very interesting time, uh, as as mentioned. So um, I guess uh, you know, the AI is, is a very interesting area and an area that that a lot of people can see great benefits in. Uh, there are also people that are skeptical. Um, and and you know, a quote that always sticks with me is the one that. Um, Stephen Hawking said, which was uh, AI could end mankind. Um, so it's one of those kind of knife edge topics that's very interesting and provokes um, kind of a, a polarization in opinion, uh, which it's nice to speak to someone who sees the practical implementation of AI in everyday life that's not um, fantasized in terms of you know, a symbiosis with a computer that, that, you know, could happen, um, not ruling that out, but it, it's more the practical stuff, you know, using for, for healthcare and for systems and, you know, those sorts of real world applications, which has been interesting to, to hear about. So um, thank you for that. Uh, I guess if I can ask you a couple of questions about your, your time at Griffith, that would be, that'd be awesome. So the first would be um, what attracted you to come and study uh, a in, in Dublin and then B with, with Griffith College. Uh, great question. So um, when, when I decided that, that I would like to have this experience abroad, um, what really attracted me uh, to Dublin was uh, that I, I am a person that I'm from a very small uh, city in the south of Brazil. And uh, this city is surrounded by a lot of a green. And um, when, I, when I was doing the research, um, I have seen that there is, there is a big population of, of um, uh, Brazilians living in countries such as Canada and, and even Ireland. 
and um, what really attracted me doing doing my research was uh, regarding the country was the beauty. The, the country is so beautiful and um, all the green. I would say that sometimes the weather can be a, a, a little bit um, uh, not optimal, let's say, but, um, <laughs> but I, 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 as, as a country, as a small country, that you have so many things to visit, so many places to, to, to go and um, uh, I don't regret for, for, for even a minute uh, have, having come to this decision of visiting Dublin. And as per Griffith is um, uh, doing my research because I, as I was never here, it, so all the research was, uh, was uh, our remote research. What really uh, interesting was, uh, was the, inf the infrastructure of the Griffith and the fact that, um, that they also had the, the, really, uh, the option to live in the campus. And that, that was a big factor uh, because uh, as I mentioned earlier, wanted to come, I want to take out, uh, the most of the experience. And um, to me, not the best would be to even uh, to live uh, inside the campus. So I could focus 100% of, of, of the studies uh, without uh, uh, having the temptation to distract myself with, with the other things happening around. And we know that the, the student life sometimes can be, can be very, uh, very hectic. So um, uh, having the chance to live inside the, the campus uh, in, in Griffith College was, was a big factor. And uh, I'm sure that, that helped me to take the most uh, of the experience. Excellent. And um, I guess, you know, it's a big, big life, life decision to, to go from, from Brazil to, to Ireland. I mean, I'm, I'm originally from North Wales, which is you know, just across the water and coming to Ireland was like, whoa, that's a big step for me. So how did you deal with that transition of, of coming you know, to a completely different country um, that speaks you know, a different language and cultures completely different and, and settling in in those first couple of months? Yeah, so that, that's very interesting because um, when, when I decided to leave, I, I, I had a I had a great job in Brazil, um, working as a, as a software developer already. But I and but at the time I had I had never had an experience to to visit an, a country outside of America. So I, I always travel just around there. And and at some point after a few years working working in Brazil, I I, I felt that something was missing. And uh, I at the time I I had the opportunity to learn English uh, and. If without visiting English countries at the time, and uh, I just felt that I, uh, something was missing, and then, and then after some 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 self reflection, I, I decided to to quit my job and and, and then doing the research, uh, decided to come in coming uh, into Ireland because I was looking for, for that, ex that that shocking experience, uh, I, um, uh, a difference of a of a culture, a difference of a weather. Uh, uh, people with the language and um, uh, I believe really that it was one of those moments that I feel that is something's missing and you're looking for something drastically different to um, to help you understand who you are because sometimes when you are in your comfort zone uh, things you may be uh, by, by without realizing uh, you stop to push yourself uh, to your limit, so I, I was really looking for for this for this uh, new uh, shock of experience, and that that really was the the, the biggest factor that uh, that made me doing all these transitions. And uh, and at the start, it was it was very difficult, uh, um, which which was natural, which I, I was expecting, and uh, uh, having all these uh, 
different uh, nationalities, uh, even 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 though English sometimes the the accent it is not what you expect it to be. So there is the natural time that uh, that you adapt yourself uh, to the new um, to the new language, but um, that's what makes us grow. Uh, and then that 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 was a big factor on my personal and, and professional development. And um, uh, I really have zero regrets uh, on, on all this transition, uh, which was, uh, especially for the family, for the family was, was a big shock here. <laughs> One day you are there working, the next day you, you are quitting everything to go to, to a completely different country, nearly 20 hours travel. So uh, it, was, it was very interesting. I can imagine, yeah. So um, yeah, it must, must be very difficult the, the current circumstances as well, not being able to go back and, and see them. You know, again, uh, you know, just to compare, my my family's a three-hour boat ride away, and you know, it feels like a long way. So, twenty hours, I uh, yeah, I don't don't envy that situation. So, how have you have you kind of coped with um with with not being able to go back over the last few months? Yeah, so uh, usually I always try to go once a year, as, as since I'm here, and um, and this period, yeah, especially the current situation in Brazil. We, Right now is I would say one of the mo the, the the countries that are being hit the most with the COVID. For uh, um, uh, it is not easy, but I, I always try to. Uh, at least nowadays with with this technology, WhatsApp, Skype, everything becomes easier. It's completely different from what it was 10, 15 years ago. For um, uh, what I do is always apart from getting into normal contact uh, during the week. I always try to uh, go at least at the very least once a year. So I'm I'm already planning as soon as things get better on the situation, I I will go I will go and do my my yearly visit because I believe that I needed that uh, vitamin D strong in my skin for. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds uh, sounds like a good plan to me. So, um, I guess. What are your kind of future plans? And are you are you planning uh, on staying in Ireland, or are you go, do you plan on moving back to Brazil? Uh, no, so so I, say I I for the moment I, I'm I'm really I'm really happy in my current position, and uh, there's a lot of uh, challenges every day. As I mentioned before, uh, the technology world as a uh, as a as an industry, it is uh, evolving every single day. Uh, you may study something today that in six months time is going to be completely outdated. And uh, this brings a lot of challenges, but also brings a lot of opportunities for uh, being evidence. There is always new things to learn, new things to participate, new problems to solve. And um, uh, working a company as IBM, which has uh, products and divisions in the, in the big wide, uh, wide area of industries, as I mentioned, I work in today in IBM security, but they also have uh, divisions for AI, divisions for fintech. So um, I currently have plans to 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 keep keep myself in Ireland. Uh, maybe uh, looking for other opportunities to work in other areas outside of security. But uh, but as a whole, I, I'm really happy uh, with my current uh, position in in Cork and. Uh, Ireland is, a, is, a, is an amazing country, and uh, so I, I'm pretty happy, pretty happy around here. <laughs> it's a, a great answer, and yeah, Ireland is, is a fantastic country, uh, lots to see and, and lots to do. So I guess that kind of segues us nicely into um, kind of the, the final throws of the, the, the podcast. So I ask every guest um, three quick-fire questions. So the first is uh, the best piece of advice that you've ever received. Really? The first one I would say is trust your instincts. 
uh, as I mentioned uh, before coming to Ireland, I felt that something was missing and, uh, and that, that made me just quit, quit everything and in six months time made me uh, do, the, do uh, this travel uh, to Ireland and then and I think that was the most uh, the most spectacular experience that, that I had and, and that was something that for some people may have sounded crazy just quitting everything and, and going in going to another country and so I, I, I always uh, I always quit myself that uh, because deep down you, you know what you have to do and uh, so I think trusting your instincts is one of the best pieces of advice I can give. <laughs> Excellent. And um, I guess the next piece would be, what advice would you give to a recent graduate that was entering the job market? Um, my advice would be, uh, keep yourself in evidence. And nowadays, we, we know that uh, uh, for, for people like in the technology world, we have something called GitHub that allows you to promote uh, uh, your work. And uh, we have also LinkedIn. Uh, so it's always important to 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 show what, what you are doing because even even though you are you're a student, it doesn't mean that that you, you don't have um, anything of a value to show to show off. So uh, show off your, your your projects, show off your your um, your small, small things. Because as a student, um, you're gonna be going through a lot of different experiences, developing different projects, and um, it is it is crucial to to. To present those and 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 show what you're capable of, uh, there is no need to to wait for you you complete a graduation to start to uh, put your uh, your profiling evidence out there, and that that starts on day one as soon as you enter the university. So a great piece of advice there, and um, yeah, that portfolio is really important, especially when you're you're hitting the. Uh, the graduate job market. So finally, the, the last question I'm sure you'll be pleased to know is um, how would you describe Griffith College in three words? This is uh, normally one that kind of stumps uh, stumps guests. So uh, yeah, three words to describe Griffith College. I would say great environment. Well, that's yours, but uh, environment, uh, competency and organization. These are those three words that are really, really stick to me. And um, I believe that I grift as a college offers you, every student, uh, everything that they need to, to succeed in both personally and professionally. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you very much for, for joining us today on the podcast and giving up your time. And, you know, I remember, you know, me and you chatting, uh, was it probably February time? And then, you know, it's taken us, this long to, to get a podcast going but you know thank you so much for giving up your time and, and for, for being a guest and uh, yeah thanks for everyone for, for listening along as well thank you Alex for the opportunity thank you everyone thank you